Welcome to Take Care. This is the podcast that helps you understand the background and habits of change makers. Host Rish Sharma and his guests give you the wisdom to help you learn a little more and get a bit better every episode. Hey everyone, welcome to Take Care. Today's guest is Dr. Tolentino, lead physician at Parsley Health Los Angeles, which is a medical practice with a whole body approach combining nutrition, lifestyle, and cutting edge medical testing. She's also an avid matcha and chihuahua lover. Welcome, Dr. T. Thanks so much. I'm so excited to be here. We're happy to have you here, too. So I'd just like to start the conversation with you and let the audience know a little bit about you. So if you could just tell them a bit about your background and what led you into a more holistic, functional medicine approach. Great, great. Yes, I'm a board-certified family doctor, and I have extensive training in functional medicine. I also have a specialty in hormone optimization and a special interest in integrative oncology work. So I think as of late, I've kind of encompassed a lot of different things blended into one. My backstory and where did my story begin? I've, I guess I would say that I've always wanted to be a doctor, but it's been a tough journey and a tough road to get there. And I say that because there's just been lots of in-between and making decisions about making sure that this was the right choice for me. And that really started in college. So I did a Bachelor of Health Science at University of Florida. And then from there, it was the, okay, do I go into medicine? Do I decide this right now at this moment, this is what I want to do? Or do I just wait and kind of like go through the motions of understanding myself a little bit better first before I kind of dig, dig deep into this decision? So I ended up working at a doctor's office right out of college in Naples, Florida. And he was an osteopathic doctor who was fresh out of residency. So it was really cool just to see what that was like and work in his office as a secretary. I understood billing. I got to meet patients. I got to do a lot of things. And I decided that I wanted to apply to osteopathic school. So as an osteopathic doctor, the philosophy is, again, it's more of a whole body systems approach where the entire body is interconnected with every system. And that's what I appreciated about it. What I loved about family medicine is the idea that you could see somebody throughout the course of their life and understand them through their lifespan. So you could see children, you could then see them grow up into adults, you could really dig into every decade of their life and also care for elderly. So family practice was one where you would be able to see patients of all different ages. And that's why I chose that. And digging more into functional medicine, I really started learning and understanding it more after my own breast cancer diagnosis. So in my early 30s, I was diagnosed with breast cancer. And after that point, it really changed the way that I thought about myself and thought about my body, how my body works. And that really dug into learning more about integrative medicine and functional medicine behind not just medications and things like that and diagnosing and treating, but also understanding that medications were only one tool of many tools in a toolbox to help Mm -hmm. care for and treat and nourish people. So it was really like the experience of just facing my own personal serious diagnosis that kind of like helped me embark on that whole healing journey for myself, which then in turn became a passion, a lifelong passion to be able to provide this type of care to our patients at Parsley. Well, thank you for breaking that down. You know, I think that's a really interesting way of approaching the health and maintenance of someone's own self. I think there's a statistic out there that 60% of adults have at least one chronic condition, a majority of which are modifiable or reversible. So 
I think these types of practices where we're managing it for a systemic, secure, long-term benefit is much better approach than just subscribing something every time there's some ailment. Yeah, and I think it comes down to doctors being able to have the time to explain these things to patients, right? Mm -hmm. So, you know, when you're very quickly seeing patients in just a short amount of time, it's difficult to really distill it down to help them understand exactly what's going on with their body. We take a lot of time at Parsley to be able to do that. And I think that's one thing I love. I have the luxury of time to be able to spend with patients to really talk them through and help them understand what's going on. Yeah, that's great. I think the extra time to explain things, to understand it on a systemic level is a lot better for the patient and the doctor. So definitely the right move. So, I mean, you mentioned Parsley several times. I mentioned it in the intro, just for people that aren't aware. What is Parsley and what is your mission there? Yes. So Parsley Health, our mission is to bring the best of primary care and the best of functional medicine blended into this new integrative approach to everyone everywhere. And we're trying to hold to that, especially lately as we've expanded into our virtual realm. We've been seeing patients virtually for quite some time now, and we are now in more than 38 states across the country. And that's a big mission of the company is to be able to provide this preventative, whole person, patient-centered care that's really collaborative with patients. It's not just the doctor telling the patient, it's the doctor, a health coach, and the patient, almost like a care team, being able to do this from many different locations when in the past we weren't able to do that. We have offices in New York, Los Angeles, California, and San Francisco. So we've got three main hubs, but we also see patients virtually in more than 38 states now, which is exciting. Yeah, that's fantastic. And when did the company start? We started in 2015, and then I was actually at the Parsley Health Los Angeles location for the past 18 months or so. So you got substantial growth over that time. I think there's definitely a demand of customers that are looking for these resources. Huge growth. Just so that people that may be considering this and taking this different approach, what are some concrete differences that they can expect from visiting Parsley or Functional Medicine's office versus going to a traditional medicine's office? Great question. So at Parsley, we're board certified in either family or internal medicine as a starting basis. A majority of our physicians are. And then we also have that added lens of functional medicine. So functional medicine is this holistic, whole body approach to wellness where we look at every aspect of health. You're looking at physical, mental health. You're trying to understand patients' bodies better. You're also discussing nutrition. You're discussing sleep. You're discussing movement, stress, hormones, GI health, digestion, and so forth. So comprehensively, we try to look for the root cause of problems rather than just treating symptoms. So that is one difference in the way that it differs from traditional medicine. The other way I think it differs is the fact that we spend ample amount of time with our members. So typically our first appointment is 75 minutes. Patients spend more time with us over the course of a year. We spend maybe, I think it's about like four and a half hours of face-to-face time with additional unlimited messaging, which is excellent for patients that also have questions about things they come across in their day-to-day. If they've heard a podcast, if they had read something at a blog, or Mm -hmm. they saw something on social media and they wanted to ask questions of whether or not that, that something pertains to their health, they have access to their care team, both myself, one of our doctors, or also even their health coach. So having that continued access is really important. And the rhythm of seeing a Parsley doctor is typically that you see your doctor and then your health coach. 
and then your doctor, and then your health coach. And it follows this rhythm over the course of a year so that at least every month you always have somebody who's connecting with you during one of your appointments, as well as all of the in-betweens where we do check-ins and things like that. Mm-hmm. Our biggest, biggest emphasis is on the prevention. And this is very appealing to family medicine, right? Especially mm-hmm. as you really do want to treat people throughout their lifespan. And you're trying to create and preserve this optimal wellness every stage of their life, starting from birth all the way forward. So I think that this type of medicine should be available to as many people as possible. And educating people on the fact that there is a different way to approach it, it's definitely one of our missions. I am still a board-certified family doctor, so Mm -hmm. I still prescribe medications if I feel like Mm -hmm. that's necessary. And we talk about risks and side effects and benefits and short-term use and long-term use and how I can support your body while you're taking these medications and so Mm -hmm. forth. So it's not that we've like let go of that practice. We've just added this lens, this functional medicine lens. Mm -hmm. So then everything kind of integrates into a holistic system as opposed to not treating the root cause, correct? And if somebody was assessing their overall wellness, what are some key things that they can do to see where they are appropriately just to keep a normal check-in with themselves? Yeah, no, that's a great question. To assess your overall wellness, you really have to take a step back and do these constant check-ins with yourself and like just think about how your day is. You know, let's just start with there. So if you listen to your body and you want to do an overall check-in, a great way to do this is to really go from the beginning of your day to the end of your day. So if we just start with one day versus overwhelmingly starting with, how am I doing in my life? Mm -hmm. (laughs) So for example, when you wake up in the morning, how do you feel? Do you feel exhausted? Do you feel energized? And as you kind of go throughout the day, how is that energy? Do you feel this afternoon slump after you eat? When you're exercising, how do you feel after you exercise? What about before? What about your motivation to exercise? When you're eating, how do you feel with your meals? Do you notice a difference in, man, I feel like my stomach and my digestion is really talking to me. It's grumbling a lot. There's a lot of gas. I'm noticing a lot of bloating. My bowel movements aren't regular. Those types of things. Mm -hmm. Just paying attention to those types of symptoms. And then at the end of the day, do I have any issues with brain fog? Am I having trouble sleeping? Am I having a lot of stress and anxiety that's difficult to control? How are my menstrual cycles if you're a female? You know, Mm -hmm. just understanding that and just figuring that out. There's lots of little check-ins and little questions that you can ask yourself so that you can decide if those are symptoms of something that's bigger. If there's Mm -hmm. a bigger picture to the fact that you're waking up feeling super tired or going to bed and feeling like, man, I'm just tired, but I just can't get to bed and I'm I'm wired at night. Doing these little check-ins on like different aspects of your health, whether that's sleep, movement, stress and anxiety, if that's your digestion, if it's your hormonal health, those types of things. It's almost like we sometimes glaze over it and we forget about how important those things, but those things are also the cornerstone of the way that we practice because those things are part of your day-to-day, part of your everyday. And sometimes you don't realize that one or two things could really be bigger problems. Thank you for going over that. And I think, yeah, it's a lot about a self-awareness and self-checking in, but you know, somebody that might want some more concrete examples, what are some pillars to a healthy lifestyle putting into tactics for people? Yeah, nutrition, movement, mind-body specifically, like managing stress is a huge one, and sleep. 
I would say are great pillars of a healthy lifestyle. And these are the factors that determine like exactly how you feel on a day-to-day basis. I think there's so many misconceptions, even about doctors and how we look at this sometimes. And sometimes you feel like, oh, you know, the doctor is always supposed to know what's best for you. But ultimately, the patient knows what's best because you know your body best. So I can use like my knowledge and my own personal experiences to help guide you to make the best decisions for yourself. But ultimately, you're in the best position to know how something makes you feel. If something is working for you, if something's not working for you, if you're starting to notice that symptoms are getting better or getting worse, those are the types of things where we kind of like rely on that communication and constant feedback from each other. Thank you for providing those pillars. When you mentioned misconceptions, is there a particular misconception that you'd like to debunk right here on the podcast? Oh, man. How much time do you have, Rishi? (laughs) (laughs) If you had more time, we could probably go through so many others. I think maybe just the biggest misconception right now is that when you go back to the pillars of constructing a healthy lifestyle and that sometimes you feel like certain doctors or people know best, you have to really reflect on what's going to work best for you and that everything that's out there in the media, in social media, and people that are touting their own personal experiences We all have to think of it in terms of each of us is a unique individual body and what works for somebody might not work for you. And there's plenty of reasons why that may be the case. It could be because maybe you have genetics at play. Maybe you have a family history that's different. Maybe you live a completely different life, but from a unique perspective, every single person is unique and you can't always say that just because something worked for somebody else, that that's going to be the same thing that works for you. And there's mm-hmm. so many different things that are coming out at us with lots of different articles on things that we should do and what we shouldn't. So trying to like guide yourself through the weeds and kind of like get through and make the best decisions, it's really important to have a supportive care team that can help make those decisions for you, who really knows you at a level that these other people and these other things don't. So... Yeah. Thank you for bringing that down. So I'd like to move to another topic, another one of your specialties, and discuss bodies, microbes, and hormones. And so we'll start with microbes and kind of what the importance of your body's microbes are for people. Yeah. So they can understand that. Sure. The human microbiome, it's, I guess I would define it as all of the microbes in your body, and it's amazing. <laughs> so there's colonies of different types of microbes throughout your body, and in the gut, on your skin, in your mouth, the vaginal areas. So there's plenty different types of microbes that live all over the entire body and each serves a purpose. Each serves a unique purpose. Microbes play a role in the immune response, digestion, your weight, even your mood. And microbes also have the protective functions that can be impacted when there's some sort of an imbalance in the body. So there's actually four, I think you had a question about the different types of microbes. Yep. Yeah. So I think there's actually seven different types of microbes. Okay. You've got the bacteria, the archaea, protozoa, algae, fungi, viruses, and even helmets. But when we talk about the human microbiome, we're generally talking about the bacteria, the fungi, the viruses, and protozoa. But mm-hmm. some of the most studied would actually have to be the bacteria and the viruses. Mm-hmm. So how do they work together to benefit? What are the benefits as a result or what are some things, negative things? There's overgrowth of certain microbes. Yeah, no, that's a good question. So some of the issues with microbes, it really just depends on what part of the body you're discussing. There's different environments, right? So different environments with different types of microorganisms throughout the body. Sometimes different places also harbor the same types of microorganisms. Chronic digestive issues, for example. If you're having like chronic digestive problems, 
this could be one indication of issues with your gut microbiome. And so we often discuss solutions to this, lifestyle measures included, as to really help incorporate different things. And sometimes this is helping patients understand, you know, the role of probiotics, understand the role of fiber or prebiotics and how that improves digestion, understanding gut inflammation and irritable bowels, understanding bowel movements and how important it is to have a regular bowel movement. Mm -hmm. So it really, it kind of just depends on like what specific issue that you're having so that we Mm -hmm. can help patients put it into context with chronic digestion being one example. Another example, for example, is the vaginal microbiome, you know, that can easily be disrupted and, you know, women have all different types of symptoms when they have a disruption in their vaginal microbiome as well. So that's why it's like really important to be conscious about what types of symptoms your body is having. Mm -hmm. And typically, whenever we have some sort of symptom, this is our body's way of talking to you. So if you're having a lot of gas or bloating, this is your digestive tract talking to you. If you're having problems with the bowel movements, same type of thing. If you're having irregular menstrual cycles, this is your body saying, hey, listen, something's going on. Mm-hmm. If you know, if you notice that you're having brain fog and fatigue, and um, this is consistent on a regular everyday basis, this is also your body telling you, hey, something's going on. So it's helping your body understand and decide the symptoms, kind of tying it together with different types of bodily systems. And mm-hmm. some of them are even over, like they're all related. So there could be one that's affecting other systems as well. Are ways where you can figure out maybe, for example, it is my digestion and my gut microbiome is off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So you mentioned in the description of using probiotics, and then now there's also prebiotics out there. If you could just break down to people what the benefit of both of those are and what it's doing to help those microbes. Yeah. So on a basic level, probiotics and prebiotics are both incredibly useful and helpful to help support your body's digestion, right? So I always like to think of Probiotics as being the different microbes that will help flourish in the gut. And I always like to compare it to like a garden. Have you ever gone to like Epcot or Disney whenever they have like the big garden like conventions and things like that? Mm -hmm. And there's all different types of flowers and there's some weeds in there, but all different types of flowers. I always like to think of that as like the different types of bacteria in the gut. Mm -hmm. And then I think of the prebiotics as fertilizer. Like what is like the nutrients that we can help Mm -hmm. give those flowers to actually flourish and thrive and grow properly? So prebiotics are like nutrients that you can use to feed and probiotics are ones that you want to help build up that help support your immune system, help protect your gut. (laughs) Yeah. Thank you for breaking that down. So let's switch (laughs) it over to hormones. And so kind of describe what hormones are for people that might not know. It's said a lot about the media, but maybe people aren't exactly sure what a hormone does and what its function and how it functions properly. So if you could just break into that. Yeah, hormones. Hormones are chemical messengers, and they talk to different parts of the body from different glands in different areas. And so hormones come from the brain, they come from other parts of the body, different endocrine types of glands, and they're important because they're helping your body communicate. Mm -hmm. So when people have these hormonal issues, they could be really, I mean, they're huge, they could be variable. There's so many different types of hormonal imbalances because there's several different hormones in the body. For example, thyroid hormones or thyroid problems are among the most common, Mm -hmm. the most common types of symptoms that people have when they're having issues with thyroid hormones include weight gain, fatigue, hair loss, you know, cold intolerance, because the thyroid gland is sitting right in your neck. And it's almost like your body's thermostat. It's helping to control the way that your body metabolizes things. It also, to a lesser extent, controls mood. 
It also mm-hmm. controls some of these other things. So hormonal issues are never usually just because of one particular area of the body. It's due to yep. signaling pathways that are coming from the brain to different areas. So how does somebody know it's a particular hormone imbalance versus some other lifestyle thing that's creating an effect? How would one go about doing that? Yeah. Well, you know, if you talk to your doctor and explain what are some of the types of symptoms that you're having, people have a lot of different symptoms that could be hormone related, but they could also be related to plenty of other things. Mm -hmm. So it's typically not always just one cause or one reason for why somebody is having an issue. Some examples of hormonal issues, things like fatigue. Fatigue is a big one. And fatigue could be for many other reasons. But one of the main reasons that happens for a lot of people is that it has to do with issues with cortisol and thyroid, right? Mm -hmm. Sleep problems, not sleeping well. It's usually also a hormonal issue as well. It doesn't always have to be. Doesn't always have to be the main reason, but you can talk to your doctor about helping to dig into whether or not your sleep problems or your fatigue or even your digestive issues are related to your hormones, right? If there's huge hormonal imbalances there, they can help diagnose and help decide if that's the case. And typically we use advanced diagnostic testing to help our patients understand their hormones better. Okay. And are there any tips that people can do in their everyday life without consulting their doctor to better function certain hormones? Or is there any particular over-the-counter supplements that you recommend? Well, if we just go back to those pillars of health, right? Mm -hmm. So the pillars of healthy lifestyle, focusing on clean nutrition, focusing on movement, helping your body manage stress, and prioritizing sleep. Those are huge things. Mm -hmm. So in the context of like, what can people do to help support them is to really just focus on those pillars. And then when you need additional advice, or you feel like you're stuck with trying to figure out how to optimize and focus on those things, that's where Dr. at Parsley can really help you kind of like hone down on it. Mm -hmm. We do specialized testing just to help confirm and help patients understand that even if beyond all of the sleep hygiene things that they're doing, if there's something more, then that's what we help them find out. Thanks for breaking that down. So I'd like to now transition to some of the final questions. We like to break down all our guests, their routines, habits, rituals that they may have. So I just wanted to ask, do you have a morning routine or any rituals or habits that you're religious about that help making seeing patients and kind of reviewing all this information more successful? Sure. Morning routine. I feel like my morning routine has been evolving. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it hasn't always been the same morning routine, but I can at least tell you and describe what it is now. Mm-hmm. Typically, I like to wake up at the same time every morning, and I wake up pretty early between six and seven to help start my day. And then I usually start with about five to 10 minutes of just breath work. And I wouldn't say it's necessarily to be like meditation, but for me, it's just focusing on breath work and just kind of like for about five minutes or so. And then after that, I wake up, I open the blinds, I take Callie out, my chihuahua. So like the the morning light's really important. So I try to like make sure that we just hop outside and let her out so she can go to the bathroom. Mm -hmm. And then exposure to the morning light is really good to help kind of boost your cortisol and kind of like help your body get going. Next, I usually will make a cup of matcha. Matcha latte is like my go-to as of recent. And sometimes I alternate that one with like a parsley rebuild shake or kind of like put together a couple things and make a good smoothie. So I think that during the time of like making that morning matcha or making the morning smoothie is a time that I also reflect and think about how I'm going to like work throughout the rest of my day. So just putting my thoughts together. And I think a lot of people use that morning time to just gather their thoughts. Either they're making coffee or making tea or something like that. So 
that's the way that my morning looks. And then I get started. I guess get ready to rock and roll after that. Nice. Sounds complete. Sounds great. So what does personal care mean to you? Personal care, that means learning to develop the skills that are necessary to listen to your body, give it what it needs, what it's asking for, and understand if that's best. Listening to your body is actually a skill that you have to develop, and it requires constantly checking in. And like you said, being self-aware, being intuitive, and asking yourself, how does this make me feel? If I do this thing, how does it impact me? If I eat this, what type of nutritional benefit am I getting from it? How does it make my body feel after I eat it? And that requires time and effort to really just understand yourself to that level. And to be able to like reflect and create that self-intuition, it's something that we all continue to practice. And even myself, I continue to practice that over and over again. I like to stay connected to my doctor so that we've developed this relationship where I can explain these types of changes. And as she's gotten to know me, addressing whether or not those changes are new things or things that are evolving into something else. So personal care just really means developing the skills to listen to yourself and understand yourself better. Thank you for breaking that down. So if you were to have, to get back to the nutrition aspect that we brought up, if you were to have a dinner party, what are three foods that you would serve during that? Three foods at a dinner party. Well, I'm Filipino and my favorite dish is sinigang. And it is like a kind of like a bone broth type stew. And it has a lot of vegetables in it. And it has bone marrow bones. And we usually put some sort of like a grass-fed short rib and things like that. It takes maybe about an hour to cook. But it is my absolute favorite meal that my mom made growing up. And then, of course, I've kind of like tweaked it and made my own little recipe out of it and started to add my own little bits of spices. So that's definitely one thing because there's so much nutrition there. The next thing I would have is to make sure that we have some extra steamed vegetables on the side, right? So more vegetables than I usually try to have at least two or three different types at each meal. Mm-hmm. So usually what I'll have is like if it was having that dinner party, I would have sinigang, which has the bone broth and has the beef and also has vegetables. But I would also have a side of vegetables on the side. A third thing to have at a dinner party is to make sure that I would, man, that's a tough one. I mean, typically I eat just those two. <laughs> I end up eating sinigang and I always have little vegetables on the side. So I'll stick to those two. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yeah. I guess somebody from, can bring something if they yeah, invite somebody. <laughs> true, uh, true. Yeah. So you mentioned matcha is your go-to right now. Is there a particular place here in Los Angeles you recommend? Man, there's so many places that have really excellent matcha. There's a place in Abbot Kinney in Venice. Have you been to Shuhari? I have myself, yes. Yes. I love that matcha cafe because it's just so simple, right? Mm -hmm. It's not a million things on the menu and some things that you're like, whoa, you'd never think that that would go with matcha, but it's just straight matcha straight from Japan. I love the ceremonial grade matcha. So after I started going there frequently, I just started buying their matcha and kind of like creating that own ritual and routine at home, which Mm -hmm. I love. Yeah. Yeah. So. Which one do you like? Is there another place you like? Yeah, so there's a place, it's called The Green Door. It's both a coffee and a tea place. It's in, close to Mid-City in Beverly Hills area, and their matcha is quite good as well, so I recommend that place. Awesome. I'll have to try it. It's probably close to our West Hollywood office. Yeah, it is, actually. It's just down the street from Beverly Center, so yeah, it's pretty close, yeah. Yeah, yeah I'll check it out. So... Thank you so much for taking the time on this. I think the audience got a ton of value from this conversation. But if somebody wanted to reach out and connect with you online, uh, what's the best way to connect? 
Sure. Yes. My social media handle on Instagram is Dr. Jacqueline Tolentino. And also I am part of Parsley Health. So at Parsley Health, at Dr. Jacqueline Tolentino, you can learn more about the way that we practice medicine and functional medicine and Parsley Health and our model and mission on our website at parsleyhealth.com. Thank you. Thank you for being here. And I think the audience will definitely appreciate everything you had to say here. So thank you. You're welcome. Thank you, Rishi. 